Matt Schaff of DraftSharks.com here with special guest Shane Hallam to talk some Devi. You can now find the first ever set of Devi rankings on DraftSharks.com. Top 75 players who are still in college, and that's really the key to Devi here, Shane. So before we get to the players that you ranked, guys that you like who are still in school, let's do a quick like what is Devi Explainer for anybody who, who it's new to? So it, it's short for developmental is the first thing. And honestly, like I had known about Devi for a couple of years, but I didn't even know everything about how it worked. So like you're picking players, they don't score fantasy points, but they're going to matter for your fantasy team in the future, right? It's actually pretty simple. Dynasty League, just an additional draft where you get to draft some college players, stash them on a taxi squad. You can trade them whatever, but as, when they move up to the NFL, then you just automatically get that player. So you can draft someone ahead of time and not have to worry about taking them in the rookie draft. Just another asset that you can trade. And uh, if you're paying attention to college or reading up on draft sharks, then you can kind of get a leg up. Yeah. Cause I don't have time. Well, I probably could have time, but I also like being married and like having my kids know who I am. So I don't spend much time on college until these guys are entering the NFL draft. So I learn stuff from here. And I mean, I think one of the things we all like best about fantasy is being like, haha, I knew about this guy before you did. Now you're doing that with freshmen in college, sophomores, whatever. So it's just, you know, another layer to show people how smart you are. Now, Shane, you drove this top 75. But one big name is not in the top 75 at all. It's Travis Hunter from Colorado. Why don't you tell me a little bit about why, I guess, first, who he is, because, you know, people might be watching and thinking, who's Travis Hunter? I never heard of him. So who he is and then why he isn't in your rankings. So Travis Hunter for Colorado was the top recruit in 2023, five-star player, and he's playing for Deion Sanders in Colorado and, and is an incredible player, but he's kind of the, one of the first in a while real two-way players. He plays every snap of defense just about and plays about 70% of the offensive snaps. He plays corner on defense, plays wide receiver on offense, very good receiver. He had... 200-yard games this year, uh, but he's a much better corner, I would say, than the receiver. So the problem with Debbie is if you draft Travis Hunter and he goes to the NFL as a cornerback, he's not scoring you any fantasy points. So unless you're playing in an IDP league where corners are scoring a lot, like you probably should just pass. Someone's going to take him way higher than I would. I, I don't want to take that kind of risk on a player who's good but may not ever actually play an NFL snap on offense, and we kind of need that for fantasy points. <laughs> right. I'm sure there gets to be a point in a Devi draft where you're like, if you want to take him there, go for it. If he doesn't pan out, then, you know, plenty of these guys are not going to pan out. But by the same token, might as well take somebody that is going to continue being a wide receiver and see what happens with that player. The guys who did make your rankings, obviously plenty of interesting guys here. We're going to go through the top five. Then we're going to talk through just a few more highlight players, some guys that you like that are still in school. And, you know, we're talking about paying attention to college, doing Devi drafts. Even if you don't play in a dynasty league that has Devi as part of it, so you're not drafting these guys yet. I mean, obviously, the earlier you get to know these players, the better off you're going to be because most of them are going to be going into the NFL at some point. So even if you're not drafting them at the Devi level, 
you're going to want to know them before they are incoming rookies. The more you know about them before that class actually hits, the more time you get to dive deeper into players, to get more familiar, and to know what you should be targeting ahead of time, right? And everyone in, in our top five that we're going to talk about, are, they're all in the 2025 class. So you're already deciding, should I trade my 2025 picks, keep my 2025 picks? I think if you learn about who this class might be made up of. I think I think that's huge. It can never be too early. It's not a bad idea to look up some highlight films on YouTube and watch a couple of these players. But like, hey, you know, maybe I'm going to keep my picks if I, I like them. If you don't, then, hey, you can get some value on those picks and trade them away. Yeah, this is the time of year to get excited about guys who might do absolutely nothing in the NFL. So <laughs> that's the time of year we're in now. But we're going to get to some guys who probably will do some stuff. Number one in the rankings is Luther Burden the third, a wide receiver from Missouri, as you mentioned, in that class of 2025. Tell me about your number one player. Burden, 5'11", 208. He's, he's a smooth athlete, just uh, dominant at the point of attack. He was the top receiver in the 2022 recruiting class. Going to Missouri, he kind of stayed home. It was a little bit of a worry. Missouri was not great two years ago. He didn't have a great freshman year, but we saw Missouri emerge as one of the top teams in the SEC this past season. So uh, Luther Burden just uh, dominated Georgia, deep touchdown. You know, it, he played well against some of these good teams. So it, it looks likely he's going to be a high pick in the NFL draft, super athletic. He gets his quarterback and Brady Cook back. They're bringing in a transfer running back. They're probably going to throw the ball more. Everything kind of points up to Luther Burden being a top pick in the 2025 NFL draft. And there have been times where being a 5'11", 208-pound receiver as he is right now might be a size question. He's coming along at a good time to be a smallish wide receiver. And I don't even think 5'11 is all that small for the position. So it'll be fun to watch him this year and see what he looks like, um, not only for Devi Leagues, but in that 2025 class, assuming he is in that Number two, Evan Stewart, wide receiver from Oregon. What do you like about Evan Stewart? He was the number two receiver in the 2022 class behind Luther Burden. They both have kind of worked out. Stewart had a, an exceptional freshman year, kind of the reverse at Texas A&M. Played really well, kind of was the key focal point of that offense this past season. Injured. Texas A&M offense was pretty poor. Now we see that Evan Stewart is going to transfer to Oregon, kind of fill the Troy Franklin role, a player, if you're getting familiar with your rookie drafts coming up, will be in those. Yeah, I remember Evan Stewart as a true freshman, just dominating Alabama, current NFL corners, just making them look silly. As an 18-year-old, that's usually a good sign. They're going to be a pretty good player. So Evan Stewart, you know, he's he is on the small side. I, I think he's up to 175 pounds. 170 pounds, but that's the NFL today. I mean, that's the player that's, uh, that's Zay Flowers and Troy Franklin and all those guys. So um, I think Evan Stewart has a chance to be a first round pick. Yeah, any guy who gets to the combine now and gets questions about his size, all he has to do is say, hey, are you guys familiar with Tank Dell? <laughs> that's, that's it. You're done. <laughs> the next two on the list are sharing a backfield this year. The next three are from Ohio State. The next two are new backfield teammates because – Trevion Henderson decided to not go into the draft, even though he might have been the number one running back in the class. He's sticking around. Now he's going to have to share some touches with Quinshawn Judkins coming from Ole Miss. Tell me about this pair of backs. And I guess 
what you expect from these guys this year and beyond. I'm almost kind of seeing remember the old Georgia backfield, Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb, and uh, you know, both those guys ended up as top 50 picks in the NFL draft. I think it could be similar to that. Now, but Trayvon Henderson was a five-star top running back in the 2021 class. You know, He had eight straight games this year with a rushing touchdown. The issue with Henderson has been injuries. Two years ago, his ligaments detached from his foot. He had an undisclosed injury this past year, missed time. So it really just needs a season with clean bill of health. And the, the explosiveness, the athleticism is there. I think the NFL just wants to see that. So going back, I think it could help him. And it could help him to share with Quinchon Judkins. Uh, I am not a believer in, oh, you know, a lot of tread on the tires in college is bad for the NFL. I'm not that guy. But I think this is a good situation for Henderson to stay healthy, stay back, let Judkins do a lot of that tough grinding work. Judkins was a, a three-star in the 2022 class, but started over Zach Evans because he was so good at Mississippi. True freshman, 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, dominated in the SEC. This past season split some time, but the vision, the footwork, you know, may have some long speed questions. I'm not sure if he'll hit that four or four, nine mark that we have in the article, but that's kind of been the prediction right now. Even if he doesn't, showed some spark as a receiver too. I think both these players could be a thunder lightning duo. Boom, just put it right in the NFL. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to watch the two of them this year. I agree that maybe sharing some carries could help Trevion Henderson. We'll see about that class next year for dynasty drafting. Number five, another Ohio State player, another player who could have gone into the draft this year, but coming off an injury riddled season, Emeka Egbuka. What do you think of this wideout? I just think the slot receiver in fantasy now is, is so good to have. You know, when you're getting a lot of targets, when you are the tank Dells and you can get that immediate production, I think it's what Emeka Egbuka is going to be in the NFL, was injured this past year. Had 1,100 yards in 2022. I think the NFL is going to like him, too. He returns punts. Sometimes that can get you bumped up the draft board. And Debbie, if I can draft a player that gets drafted high in the NFL draft, I'm good. Good, bad, I could trade them. They they have value. That's really what I want. And a staff for Ibuka, if you think he's going to be the top receiver for Ohio State this year, which he should be, for the past 10 seasons, the top yardage receiver for Ohio State has been drafted in the top 60 of the NFL draft. So I think you have a, a great floor with Egbuka and uh, the ceiling to be a PPR monster is there. Yeah, certainly some credibility with that program lately. So, you know, the NFL is going to probably like him a decent amount. A lot of times we worry about a four-year college receiver. I think it's a little bit different when your third year is injury riddled like his was. I, I, I guess I should say, rather than making a specific excuse for Egbuka, say, at this point, we shouldn't just kill a guy because he's there for four years. I mean, Ohio State had Chris Olave there for four years just a few years ago, and he's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I think situation does matter. If a player was already at the top of the board, like Buko was already a top three receiver, and he's going back. It's not like he went back as he's going to be a fifth rounder, and that now he's a first. I think that's where you start to question. He's going to have to potentially share a little bit of field time with the top incoming freshman in our top 75 of the Debbie rankings on draftstrikes.com. Jeremiah Smith is number 11 overall. Like I said, the top incoming freshman on the list. What should people watch for with him? Jeremiah Smith from uh, Shamanad Madonna Prep. Uh, just the phenomenal. If you, get a, if you get a chance, just YouTube Jeremiah Smith highlights. He reminds me of Julio Jones in high school before he mm. went to Alabama. 6'3", 215, just a man amongst boys in, in high school. I'm talking as a sophomore 
in high school. He was just dominant. One-handed catch, leaping catch, always can get open. Jeremiah Smith's unbelievable. One of the best receivers that I've scouted in high school probably in the past five years. And we know Ohio State can churn out those high draft picks. So it's a, you might as well take the chance now. Yeah, he landed in the right spot to be flipped forward. And Shaman Abadana is going to be fun to say. I'm just going to practice that one <laughs> with the show. Um, so that's the top five. You can check out the rest of the top 10 and beyond, of course, on DraftShirts.com. But Shane, I wanted to get you to highlight a few other guys that maybe you're excited about. I don't know why you've chosen to highlight these guys. So I guess I'm about to learn whether they're players you're excited about or whether there's something that we need to watch with them. The first up is Tet McMillan, wide receiver at Arizona. I think the, the best thing about him is we have that easy shortening of a first name that might otherwise be challenging for us to say. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to try to pronounce his first name consistently. I'm going to have to get that down by the time we get to next year. You want size in your receivers if you've been sad about the receivers we've highlighted. 6'5", 210 for Tet McMillan. I really want to highlight him coming from Arizona's not a you know a big time school turn on NFL players, but I mean Ted McMillan was a, a borderline four or five star receiver, fourteen hundred yards this year, double digit touchdowns, super athletic for his size. He, he definitely plays smaller than that, which isn't a bad thing. You know he has the long speed, he has the quickness in his routes. Closed the season with four hundred yard games and two touchdowns against Washington. They couldn't cover him in the end zone and. We saw Washington go to the national championship. So I think Ted McMillan, people might be turned off by the school, but uh, he's he's a name to remember in this uh, new offense that Arizona will be running this year. Ted Aroa is the first name, although I haven't heard anybody say it out loud. So I might have to go look that one up. That's, that's good. That's got to be it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> and it, it's certainly not a bad thing to play smaller when you are 6'5", 210, as you mentioned. Uh, 6'5", has, it, it, that's right on that border of where we almost worry about a player being too tall. So we might have to watch him into the combine process. But like you said, if, you, if you're that tall and you play smaller, that's a good thing for your future. Next on this highlight list is Ollie Gordon, the second number 13 in our Debbie rankings right now, after what looks to be a breakthrough 2023 season, right? It is. He's still kind of lagging behind in a lot of Debbie rankings. I'm probably higher on him than a lot of the consensus right now. But when you have a guy who 6'1", 211, it's a solid size for a running back, two 200 plus yard rushing games, plus another 200 plus rushing receiving game this season one of those he had four touchdowns then he had two separate games one with five rushing touchdowns one with three rushing touchdowns just dominant if Barry Sanders hadn't gone to Oklahoma State Ollie Gordon would have every rushing record in Oklahoma State history six straight 100 plus yard rushing games and and you know and you see some power from him to get through the line and then the wiggle to to get into open space make guys miss and hit that long a home run ball. And that's what I like from running backs. They can kind of do everything. I think that's where we've seen the most success in the NFL. Once again, where school, Oklahoma State, you know, they haven't really had a ton of NFL players in fantasy. I think people are a little bit scared about that. Big 12 defenses, but Ollie Gordon to me is the full package, showed some receiving this year. I think he has a lot of potential to be among the top running backs uh, in the 2025 class that are a pretty good running back class. 
Hard to argue with the combo of 6.1 yards per carry and 39 receptions last year. Uh, and he won the Doak Walker Award. I mean, yeah. why why would you underrate a guy who was just chosen best running back in the country? I guess people are hung up on not getting what they were hoping to get from Ollie Gordon the first, would be my guess. <laughs> I like, I like, I voted for him for the Doak Walker, so I, uh, I was, was in on that. Nice. And then the last guy we're going to highlight here is the first quarterback on our list. That is Dante Moore. And Shane, he's the first quarterback on your list, even though he probably won't even start for his college team this fall. It's a rough time for quarterbacks in college football right now. We're kind of in, in the dark period, and there's a lot of second-year players that are intriguing. Dante Moore's one was in UCLA, Chip Kelly's system that just didn't fit Dante Moore, five-star recruit, just, just didn't fit what he can do well. You know, he wasn't this, you know, heavy processor, stand in the pocket and make things happen. He, you know, he's he's good at moving around, short, quick, quick reads, pre-snap reads. And now he's moving to Oregon, where he's gonna probably going to sit behind Dylan Gabriel, who's coming in, also transfer from Oklahoma. Uh, but I think that's good. I think it's good for him. Gone are the days because of the extra COVID year of guys getting to start for three years. And we're like, ah, oh, you know, we know everything about them. You're lucky if you're going to get a player to start for one year. Dante Moore, Arch Manning in Texas, probably going to have one year. And if they're really good, then they'll go to the NFL. So he flashed early with some NFL throws, I thought early in the season, and, and then injuries hit him. It's tough, I think, in Debbie drafts to decide when to start taking those quarterbacks, which quarterbacks to take. But I think the 2026 draft class is where we're really going to be looking at the better quarterbacks right now in college football. And obviously how much you want quarterbacks at all in these is going to be heavily impacted by your format. If you play super flex, going to matter a lot more. And I mean, even in super flex, there are lots of quarterbacks once you get down to the Debbie level. So I would imagine that most years quarterbacks aren't really that sought after in this format. Is that the case? Super flex. I think they are sought after. If you can get them, you'll, you'll see people just take dart throw after dart throw at quarterback, just hoping to mm -hmm. get the guy that's drafted high. And when there's so few in the NFL and in super flex leagues, if we were doing one quarterback rankings, I'm not sure I'd have a quarterback in my top 75. Uh, it's how bad it is right now. That'll shake out. There will be good quarterbacks that will play, but we just don't know who they are right now. Well, I'll be watching. We'll be updating those Debbie rankings along the way, and we'll certainly be watching the Debbie guys from last year who are going into the NFL draft this year and about to shake up dynasty rankings. Check out the Debbie rankings on DraftSharks.com, including write-ups for the top 20. Again, it goes 75 deep. There are other quarterbacks in there, but don't expect too many of them because Shane's not excited about them right now. We got write-ups from Shane. We got write-ups from CH Erms. Check all those out. Shane, for me, thank you for introducing a bunch of underclassmen so that when I get to 2025, I'm going to be like, oh, Shane already told me about that guy. I'm going to read on to the next one. Look, look, I appreciate you having me. I did not think our, our first uh, meeting on the podcast would be Devi and, and me talking Devi with uh, Matt Shelf. So I'm excited. But I hope everyone gives it a try, you know, goes out. If you see a Devi league out there, it's worth just giving it a shot. Yeah, try stuff new. And then, you know, we started with Travis Hunter uh, playing an IDP league. So you can draft Travis Hunter anyway. And then you're all set, whether he goes offense or defense. Although cornerback is still not going to be a huge thing. So whether you're playing Devi, whether you're playing Dynasty, whether you're playing Redraft and you just want to learn about players, we appreciate you being here. And we want to help you win any format.